the property pod. 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 pod welcome to the property pod with moneyweb the property sector is an ever-changing sector and in this podcast series your host suren naidu chats to movers and shakers in the property industry hello and welcome to the latest episode of the property pod south africa's premier property investor podcast my name is Suryan Naidu, and on this podcast show, we gain insider insights from leading executives, analysts, developers, and entrepreneurs in South Africa's dynamic property industry. We're speaking to someone with a couple of those hats today. He is an entrepreneur, developer, and he is the boss of one of South Africa's fastest-growing office-to-residential redevelopment groups. On the podcast, we have Justin Blend, MD of Joburg-based Africrest Properties. Justin, we last spoke really back in 2021 for a story on MoneyWeb. I'm sure a lot has happened since then. Welcome to the Property Pod. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me today. Justin, I understand Africrest Properties started in the commercial and retail sector. How did you get into the office-to-residential conversion game uh, to become one of the largest private players in the so-called build-to-rent market? That's a, it's a good question with an interesting answer. So when we started in commercial property, we started when I was a university student in Bramfontein, and we saw the opportunity to turn old C-grade office buildings into, by Bramfontein standard, A-grade office buildings. And we, we were one of the first people in Bramfontein uh, redeveloping these dilapidated buildings. And it, it went very well, and we, that's how the business got off the ground. At the same time, we started seeing what the student accommodation guys were doing, converting buildings to student accommodation, and it was heavily on our minds. And fast forward a few years, we moved in. We started owning office buildings in the northern suburbs of Johannesburg, and business was going well. And we owned a very small office building in Ferndale, Randburg, with, uh, there was actually a school operating out of the, the property and the school outgrew the property and had to terminate the lease and we're stuck with a, a small office building which we never knew what to do with. We decided our only real option there was to convert it to apartments. We converted it to about 36 apartments and uh, we never really knew what we were doing at that stage and we put it on uh, one of the property portals for rent once it was complete apartments for rent and we gave a phone number of someone in our office to answer the phones and i remember sitting there we say we put it we went live at 8 a.m that morning a few about two hours later my brother who's my partner he asked the lady in our office how many calls we received and she said 15 calls and I remember thinking just in two three hours we received 15 calls that's really great and she says no not 15 calls 55 zero calls <laughs> and I was thinking like that moment it was like lightning struck we knew immediately we were onto something because you know in, in the office market if you get 15 calls in six months you're kind of lucky to get to get 50 calls in two hours it's an unbelievable and that's how we, we, we really knew we onto something and aggressively started pursuing the opportunity. You mentioned your brother. It's you and your brother as partners. But how big has the group become? Um, and who are some of the other partners involved? There are four active partners in the business. Myself, my brother Greg, Grant Friedman, and Nick Hatsapas. We own the business ourselves. Our funders, Future Growth, are Future Growth. They're also very actively involved and they have a shareholding in the residential business. But besides that, we don't have any other outside shareholders, which allows us to act very quickly without having to report to large 
boards and things like that. We do run the business in, in a very formal manner, but we are very nimble in our day-to-day uh, maneuvering and operations. Um, the business employs just over 100 people. And uh, currently, we, we own just over 3,000 apartments, which we manage all our, ourselves in-house. And we've developed ourselves. We lease it out ourselves. We manage it day-to-day ourselves. Plus, we own a commercial portfolio of buildings. And in total, what is the ballpark figure of the portfolio currently? Portfolio size in Rand values, probably it's approaching 2.5 billion Rand, probably at about 2.5 billion Rand today. But we've got a lot of pipeline. Uh, signed and sealed pipeline that we're busy either about to start or already have started developing, which will increase it substantially over the next 12 months. We'll get to the pipeline in a moment, but uh, when I spoke to you previously, the big story was the Apollo redevelopment in Sunning Hill. That's the old PwC head office, which Africress bought from JSE listed attack several years ago. Is it still one of the biggest offers to residential conversion redevelopments to date? Perhaps you want to give us an update on that development and talk about yes, other so, projects. Yeah, so, so that development's been hugely successful. We, we rented out the, the apartments in what we thought were record time, faster than we ever imagined. And the building really, it's, it's performing extremely well. What we're very excited about is we just launched the Atlas Phase 2, which is another building, another office park in Sunny Hill, which will be larger as a, as a development, will be larger than the Apollo. So about 700 units, but more units than the Apollo has. And um, it also will be our largest development will be the Atlas. Um, and we just launched phase two about a month ago. In the first month, we signed about 65 leases and it's, it's going really incredibly. We think that the Atlas phase two will be the largest office park conversion to date in South Africa. So the Apollo was the largest single building. It's one building mm. uh, conversion in South Africa. And the Atlas will be the largest office park conversion in um, South Africa, which we, we, we're super excited about and, and very, very proud of. Now, the Atlas, um, I did uh, look at that property when I interviewed you at the Apollo. Uh, you said over 700, so it's not, is it quite much bigger than Apollo? And what sort of investment is... Sorry, just to create, it was about 700, it was just under, ended up being just under 700 units. Often it's a work in progress while we're doing development, because we're also doing, we're leasing out apartments at the same time. We sometimes have to make slightly bigger or smaller units depending on where we think demand is. Justin, what are some of your other projects and what do you have up your sleeve in terms of the next big flagship redevelopment other than what you've already mentioned? Yeah, so I mean, the, the big flagship one's going to now be the, the Atlas. But besides for that, we've got another four developments that we're working on and about to begin. We've just purchased an old vacant old age home in the Norwood area, which we are about to start work on there. That will involve a conversion of the old age home or improvements of the, the current dilapid- in the dilapidated state, plus a new construction of uh, apartment buildings on that site. We've got a new six-story building in Ferndale that we're busy building. We're on, uh, I think, floor number three at the moment. And um, we're another one in Ferndale. So we've got, we've got currently about five developments, either begun or 
about to begin that will increase the portfolio to just over 4,000 apartments. Tell us more about the so-called build-to-rent niche of the market, as it were. I guess your group is benefiting from increasing rentals now, especially with higher interest rates. 100%. We're definitely seeing rentals are increasing, at least with inflation or potentially a bit more. It's still early days with the interest rates increasing to see where it's going to end up with our rentals, but it's definitely been positive for us. Look, we're extremely excited about the build-to-rent asset class. We see it overseas in America. They call it multifamily housing. It's been an extremely popular asset class for institutional investment, private investment for multiple years. In um, the UK, in Australia, it's only starting to take off now. And the same thing we we think applies to South Africa. The the product has been extremely successful um, in terms of tenant demand. We understand why tenants love it because we can con- one landlord can control the entire estate. The biggest problem when you normally rent an apartment is you, your neighbors making too much noise, things like that. You phone the owner of that apartment, your next door apartment up. He says, listen, I'll tell my tenant to be quiet, but I can't kick him out because I need his rental income to pay my bond. Mm. For us, we'd rather get rid of one bad tenant to have you know, 20 surrounding tenants happy. And being able to control that environment makes all the difference. Our security guards, they all have decibel meters. We know exactly what noise levels are allowed, not allowed, and, and we can make it rather a peaceful, happy environment. Then from a, a investment point of view, you know, with offices taking such a beating, retail tough, maybe industrials performing well, the institutional investors or pension funds that need um, consistent income, you know, there's not too many property classes they can look at at the moment. And we think that a lot of them are going to start looking at this built to rent market that gives very consistent returns and income flows. And we'll start investing more and more in this asset class, which will push yields down and make the properties more valuable. We'll get to that in a minute, but how easy or complex is it to convert uh, an office to residential? What are some of the challenges around, for example, rezoning? So, yeah, it's definitely challenging. It's, uh, I've got you know, a lot of thoughts on the matter. Uh, on one hand, it's very challenging. It's very complex. There are a lot of moving parts. That's why, you know, you, yeah, there's a lot of moving parts. It's not an easy industry to enter. It's not an easy asset class to enter because of all those moving parts. So on the other hand, the property itself needs to be very suitable for a conversion. When you read these articles uh, saying that, you know, half of Santon's buildings will be converted to apartments, it's not true. They Either the floor plates are too wide, the facades aren't correct. There's a lot of many, many aspects that one needs to take account of. On, on, on the other hand, with you know many of the major work nodes taking a beating with people working from home, the way I see it, there's an ecosystem. But, you know, if people don't go to work, then the petrol station is less busy. The the person who sells fruit and vegetables close to in that in that office node, he's less they less busy, and that whole ecosystem falls apart. For council um, to try and keep these ecosystems running, they should make it easier for developers to to get rezoning. And what they've done in the UK, for instance, they've dropped a lot of the requirements and, and expenses. So just as a side note, not only is it complex to rezone a property from office to residential, it's so extremely expensive with the council, the charges they charge you, um, especially for things like parks contributions and things like that. If they made that easier for developers, there'd be more conversion of offices to apartments, which would help stimulate that whole ecosystem and environment of an area. 
Well, I suppose it will benefit the whole urban renewal uh, aspect as well. So Exactly. Yeah. And would also help improve values of properties, which would increase rates and taxes, uh, which would also help councils, you know, maintain income. Because at the moment when office buildings uh, values are falling, they uh, it means the valuations of, of the properties are therefore falling. Therefore, council can't, are going to have the rates and taxes are going to, be less and there's less money for maintenance in terms of, you know, the, the council. Africa has seen exponential growth over the last few years. What will the next five years look like? Expansion beyond uh, Gauteng, perhaps into the Western Cape and other provinces? We've opened an office in the Western Cape, so we're definitely looking there for opportunity. It hasn't been easy to find. We are definitely open to looking in other areas. We believe our product will work very well in any area that's close to major work nodes so yes we are looking and we, we we're looking in Gauteng as well we're looking extremely aggressively to expand we believe in the product the demand certainly there um, we've got the system that's become almost a cookie cutter model to just replicate our system over and over and our processes that we can we, we can make the building and the portfolio a lot larger Justin, just to conclude you talked about institutional investors and this whole uh, concept of to rent uh, or multi-let as it is in the US um, becoming quite popular. The listed property space is not exactly doing too well at the moment uh, because of discounts to NAV, property values, the issues around office, for example. Would your group ever consider listing on the boss, as it were? Um, How do you see growth from that perspective? Uh, I'm sure there's uh, some other institutional investors knocking on the door for you. So there's certainly institutional investors speaking to us all the time, um, and which we, you know, we're happy to talk to them, you know, about various opportunities. Um, listing, I'd say never say never, but it's it's not on our radar at the moment. We've got great partners in the future growth and debt. We've got a lot of equity that we're putting into the business, so so we don't have a need to list. We certainly think we can expand as aggressively as we want to without the need to list. And just to conclude, I know I asked the question about growth, but you talk 4,000, um, when can we see five or 10,000? Is that something you'd ever look at? <laughs> Our biggest limiting factor is finding the right buildings to convert at the right price or the right land that's zoned and serviced in the right areas. That we can find, the more we can build and we can expand because that's our limiting factor. So hopefully, you know, when we talk next, it will be a lot bigger, but we just need to, to, to find the right properties at the right prices to be able to purchase. As a company, we, we, we're wanting to expand very aggressively and, and we're able to with the right systems, processes and money in place to do so. Justin, thank you so much for your time. That was Justin Blend, MD of AfriCrest Properties. Thanks for listening to the MoneyWeb Property Pod with Suren Naidu. To listen to more episodes, go to moneyweb.co.za or the MoneyWeb app and follow MoneyWeb News for daily updates. Follow Suren on Twitter at Suren Naidu for more of his property industry content and other business stories. The Property Pod. Pod.